0: On in, everyone. Yes, right on in. Hello there, Belton.
1: Good evening, or good afternoon, or good morning, wherever you may be.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, go ahead and tag a minimum of 10 people. Let them know that we are here live with another episode of Who Wouldn't Serve a God Like This with none other than my featured guest, Belton. Showel the third yes so come right on in great afternoon great evening great morning wherever you may be joining us and tuning in live on this beautiful beautiful day and so we have none other than my featured guest belton w Showel the third so go ahead and tag your friends your family your neighbors and a minimum of 10 people and let them know that we are here live. So whether you're joining us on YouTube, on my private Facebook group, Broken Pieces to Peace, on my personal Facebook group, or any other social media platforms, then I definitely want to welcome you. And to the ones who will join us on replay, we definitely don't want to forget about you as well. So we are so happy and grateful that you've taken out time out of your day to share with us this evening. For episode number four in season two of Who Wouldn't Serve a God Like This, where it is my mission, my desire, and my goal to share with the world those crises or those traumas that God has allowed to uh, for to happen in our lives, and then those triggers, right? Those triggers where God is getting our attention, and then of course those triumphs where we give God the glory and Share it with the world and help the millions of people who are out here waiting to be healed. All right. And so through our story, because the Bible says that we are uh, overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. So get your friends, family, neighbors, get a great cup of coffee, tea, whatever you have and or whether you're driving, don't do that. Okay, and get ready because you are in for a treat with none other than my featured guest, Belton Shaul III. Again, welcome, 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 Belton,
1: to you. Thank you so much. It's great to be here.
0: Yes, sir. So ladies and gentlemen, Belton is a dynamic international, recognized, uh, internationally recognized speaker, trainer, published author, and business consultant. He speaks to, teaches, and trains clients all over the United States and the Caribbean encouraging them to transform their thinking to move their professional and personal performance from good to great how many people want to go from or need to go from good to great yes 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 so definitely tag everyone you know and let them know that this is the episode for you not to miss so beginning in the late 80s belton began to utilize his talents for connecting people and helping them to achieve higher levels of success in 83 1983 that is belton's life changed as he uh moved over 500 miles away from his family you all get to hear all about this phenomenal testimony uh i'm gonna skip a lot of his accolades and let him uh, share that because i'm definitely not going to steal his thunder but he um has spoken and has trained many, many, many successful corporate executives in multiple industries on stages at meetings and conventions throughout the United States. He is a co-host of the Black CEO Morning Show through uh, each Tuesday and Friday morning from 8 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. And he's the host of the executive Think Tank. Come on now. I love that, Think Tank every tuesday at 2 p.m. and i'm assuming that is eastern yes right mm-hmm. yes ma'am eastern standard time tuesday at 2 tuesday eastern at 2 p.m. eastern standard time and belton he continues his work with and speak to those in leadership positions and sales professionals to increase productivity improve their relationships and achieve peak performance level. So I'm not going to steal any more of his thunder because he has a he has a bio that wallpaper anyone's room. All right. And with enough accolades and I'm just so grateful and honored to have him to join us today. And so welcome, 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 Belton once again. Thank Thank you you so much for joining us
1: thank you so much it's great to be here absolutely great to be
0: here absolutely so let's yes let's get ready to go from good to great absolutely so buckle in ladies and gentlemen so here we go so belton yes we know a little bit about what your bio says right Mm -hmm. so share with our audience what was that traumatic thing or those traumatic
1: things That happened to you oh wow (laughs) you know it's it's amazing because everybody often looks at you and says well how did you get to where you are how did how can i stand beside you on this mountain of success Mm. and what i often tell people it's what i learned in the valley that allowed me to climb to the mountain And when you start climbing the valley, you start pretty much at a very young age. It's actually happened to me at a young age. I'm going to skip a lot of the early parts of the things that I that shaped me and changed me into the person I am today. But the biggest thing that happened to me actually happened at the age of 19. Hmm. I was from, I'm from the inner city. It's a town called Camden, New Jersey. Uh, spent a lot of time in Philadelphia and hung out with some good people and some people that were not so good. I mm. actually went to a New Year's Eve party and a fight broke out. And I was there with a lot of my friends and, you know, my boys. And we started fighting. And one of the guys pulled out a gun mm. and shot into the crowd. Well, they were outnumbered. The only way they could get out of there unscathed was to shoot. So what they did is they pulled out a gun. And they shot into the crowd. Wow. Everybody scattered. When we all came back together, this young lady screamed. And she said, oh, my God. And at that point, I felt something trickle down my neck. Well. I went like this and realized a bullet had grazed my cheek whoa god said me to me at that point it's not time for you to come home yet so as they would do they took me to the hospital and i was sitting on a gurney and the doctor walked in and he looked at me and i knew he had a message from the man upstairs He Uh said, young man, let me tell you something. He said, two more inches. This gurney would have gone past this room to the morgue. Wow. You've got a second chance in life. What are you going to do with it?
2: Mm.
1: Now, I don't know if I'm a golfer. And there's a movie that Kevin Costner did called Tin Cup. And one of my favorite lines in that movie is, when your defining moment comes, either you define the moment or the moment will define you. Absolutely. So I had a choice to make. I was, I, I, what I didn't tell you about this whole scenario at the time, I was a sophomore in college. Mm. I was a college student. Wow. So it doesn't mean that I was hanging on the, on the corners or not doing something positive with my life, but I wasn't fully committed, I wasn't fully entrenched in the things that were going to take me from good to
2: mm -hmm.
1: average to outstanding. So that was the first test in a series of tests that happened in my life. And that happened, as I said, at the age of 19. So needless to say, I chose the right route. I went back to college and I um, got my degree. And I got a job, my first job, which moved me in in my uh, my resume. It talks about my bio. It talks about it. I'm from, like I said, Camden, New Jersey. I accepted a job with Hyatt Hotels and Resorts in Baltimore, mm-hmm. Maryland. And so I had to move to Baltimore in two weeks. Now, needless to say, here and I I don't know how much time we have, but I, there's a point that I want to make here. When I went home to tell my mother that I had accepted a job with Hyatt Hotels and Resorts. You know, sometimes as parents, we put fences around our children based on what is familiar to us, what we know and understand versus allowing them to expand their horizons and be led down a different path down a different road, whether it's spiritual, whether it's educational, whatever. Mm -hmm. When I went in and told my mother I had accepted a job with Hyatt Hotels and Resorts, she turned around. We were in the kitchen. She said, what did you say to me? I said, I just accepted a job with Hyatt Hotels and Resorts. She stopped what she was doing, went over and sat down and looked at me sternly. She said, you mean to tell me? Your father and I have worked all of our adult lives to send you to school for you to take a job in somebody's darn hotel. Mm. You didn't have to go to college to take a job in a hotel. Mm. Now, why did my mother say that? Wasn't being vindictive, wasn't being mean, wasn't being nasty, but everybody that she knew who worked in hotels, washed dishes, Drug mm-hmm. floors, clean rooms. She had no concept that I had accepted a position that was going to allow me to grow to levels that she'd never even fathomed. Because I was going to be a management trainee.
2: Mm-hmm. It wasn't
1: until she needed a room in Atlanta. And I called somebody and got her a complimentary two-bed suite on the 22nd floor in Peachtree Center. The baby boy had a job. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Up until that point, she didn't know what I was doing. But anyway, but again, (laughs) here's a test. Here's a chance, you know, something that's different than what you grew up with. Then I started in the hotel business. People of color, again, were not a, a big item. We There were not a lot of us. And especially in sales and marketing. Sales and marketing was not an area that welcomed us. And when I joined Hyatt Hotels and Resorts, my first sales position, there were only seven Blacks in sales in the entire corporation. Wow. So again... Put you know, that into perspective. In, I'm sorry? Put that,
0: in, put that into perspective for people.
1: Well, we had 150 hotels. Each hotel had a minimum of four to five salespeople.
2: Mm. The
1: larger hotels being 900 to 2,000 rooms. The 2,000 room hotel had 22 salespeople. The 900 room hotel, for every 100 rooms, you have one salesperson. Okay. And we had 150 hotels. The average hotel was four or five. Um four or 500 rooms, That's what that was the average size hotel. So you wow. can imagine the sheer numbers, but there were only seven, I, I made number seven.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So again, a blessing, but a test, because when you are a short, small number like that, you're on stage all the time and you're mm-hmm. tested all the time. Mm-hmm. And the expectation is for you to yield exemplary performance. So no matter what we do, we're going to be tested no matter where you are to be great, you're going to have to sacrifice. You're going to have to work hard. You're going to have to commit yourself. You're going to have to be committed mentally, spiritually, all the time. So, you know, those were, that was the beginning. And then I got married <laughs> and I got promoted again and moved. You know, I can't, I can't, Hyatt is an acronym and I won't say it on your show because it's all about religion, but it's, it's have your A there tomorrow. What? <laughs> that's what we what? used to, <laughs> that's what the employees inside the company used to I'm say. I'm like, before. what is that? What's that for real? Uh, no, it doesn't stand Shows for that. Inside but that was basically what happened. You get promoted and they say, we need you there in three days. If you get promoted, we need you there in two weeks. When I was in Baltimore, even though Washington was only an hour and 15 minutes away,
2: mm-hmm.
1: when I got the promotion, two weeks later, I was working in ba- in, in Washington, DC. My family didn't actually move because my son was born two weeks after I started there for two months. So I commuted back and forth for two months. But then when I got promoted to my first director's position after leaving Washington, D.C. to Oakland, California, I needed to be there in three days. Wow. And I flew across country. My family moved um, later. We lived in a hotel for six months until we found somewhere to live. But you had to get there. So those were kind of, you know, when you talk about stories and things that, that test you. I've moved eight times across the country Wow! to get to where I ended up being, you know, California, Indiana, Nebraska, then Florida. So it's been a lot of, a lot of that. But when you talk about tests, you're always being challenged. Absolutely. And you know, God puts things in your path to help you grow. You just right out of my mouth, stumble, but to help you grow. Think about it. You know, there's a saying that I love. And it's how soon will I be able to fly?
2: Mm-hmm. How
1: soon will I be able to fly like a butterfly?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You can only fly like a butterfly when you get so tired of being a caterpillar yes. that you're willing to make a change. Yeah, and that change is not easy. Think about the caterpillar; it's a metamorphosis. You go through a lot of consternation, but it's that consternation, it's that challenge, it's that tough time that allows you to come out of it with the beauty and grace that you were meant to have and so you know all of these challenges that i had getting to where i was and even after becoming a director because when i became a director another another monumental moment for me there was only one other black director of sales in the entire company i made number two Mm. and the whole time there was two guys there were no females at that point and he kept begging me. He said, when are you going to hurry up? I'm tired of going to these meetings by myself. I said, hey, John, I'll get this. It's not that kind of party. <laughs> I know
0: the feeling. I definitely know the feeling of that.
1: But again, you're, you, you're being tested because when you're one of two, you're always under the microscope. You're always being scrutinized. You're always being challenged to do something else. And your staff, you heard the sheer numbers of your staff, doesn't look like you. Exactly. But you have to continue to be professional and to keep focused and do the right things. Absolutely. So Absolutely. I was able to do some great things and within the company. I spent 17 years with them. Uh, we took an office. Uh, my last position, we took an office in Omaha, Nebraska, uh, from $24 million a year to $98 million a year in less than five years without adding anybody to staff. So that in itself was probably one of the premier uh, accomplishments that I, I was able to be a part of. Uh, we mm-hmm. One of our, our offices won sales team of the year and at another location, but that revenue gain was, was huge and uh, did some incredible things for the company.
2: Mm-hmm. But
1: fast forward, I moved to Florida And again, God afforded me a great opportunity, Uh, opened a hotel on Miami Beach, which was the first African-American owned and developed resort in the country called the Royal Palm. Wow. And uh, did the opening there and went through some of the larger hotels uh, on Miami Beach. And then in 2008, the worst year that you could possibly happen, Mm -hmm. God sent me another test. I went into a meeting at a golf resort. I love to play golf and that was, I thought it was the job that I was gonna have until I retired. Wow. And they said to me, we got a marketing meeting at the GM's office. We need to grab this, the marketing stuff was the end of the year um, and meet in the GM's office before the presentation next week. So I said, okay. So I grabbed my stuff from the director of marketing and I walked up to the office we got to the office, see, they had a glass door. I looked in there and I didn't see the GM, but I saw the director of human resources. So I walked in, we sat down, said, hi, how's everything? I said, good. She says, uh um, felt we wanted you to come in here today because uh, we've got some issues that we've got to get resolved. And I said, well, what's that? She said, we just met with the owners and they've asked us to cut $275,000 out of the marketing budget next year. i said oh and they said well the only way that we can get close to that is go back to the staffing levels that we had before we hired you Mm. so we have to go in a different direction and that direction doesn't include you so we're going to give you a severance through february and uh today will be your last day what And so I'm sitting there, I have one child in college, one about to go, a mortgage, car notes, and six months, not even three months severance. I was making six figures, but the only three month severance. Okay. Wow. I was like, uh really. But here's the magic. Here's the magic. I left there and I didn't know what to do. I had mm. to pray and I had to think and I had to wait for the answer. Rewind back to 1996. I started, uh, I was one of the corporate trainers for Hyatt Hotels and Resorts, one of the sales trainers. Mm. And I had written a workshop because the senior vice president asked me to fly to Atlanta and present a workshop called prospecting the key to your future success Hmm. because the salespeople in Atlanta don't know how to prospect. And the the, uh, regional vice president is very up in arms and he wants somebody to do something. I said, oh, okay. I said, do you have um, some materials or workbook or that you want me to present from? He said, oh, no. My other line's ringing. Got to go, but you'll think of something. Let me know how it works out. What? So I had to write a workshop, fly to Atlanta, and present it to 38 salespeople. It was called Prospecting the Key to Your Future Success. Wow. Because I wrote that workshop proprietarily, it was mine. So when mm-hmm. I left yep. the company, I was able to take it with me. Let so fast got it. forward now to 2008, I have no job, I have only ideas, and I have this workshop called Prospecting the Key to Your Future Success. So I Hmm. started, uh, my first company was called Strategic Solutions, LLC. My first product was that workshop. And from that workshop, I wrote my first book. Wow. Prospecting the Key to Your Future Success. This launched my first company. And so again, when God takes you down a different road, He's preparing you for something else.
0: I always think greater blessings ahead.
1: Right. When I wrote this book, I started traveling the country, teaching and training salespeople, not only from companies that I worked for, but some of my competitors in the marketplace that I had always competed against. Not only was I able to do that with hotels, but I it opened me up to convention centers and convention bureaus and more customers than I had ever dreamed or imagined. Wow. Well, yeah. fast forward again, you know, and you evolve and you grow and you yeah. go from from good to great, from better to better, and hopefully better to best. Yeah. 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 So I had a conversation with somebody, and it's one of my former bosses. And he and I never got along. And he always said something to me. you know, I've always questioned your leadership ability. Mm. And I said, really, that's interesting. I was a director of sales and marketing for 20 years. And I had another general manager say to me one day, he said, "Um, you don't get upset about anything. I don't understand, you know, why you don't get upset. He said, "Um, I'm trying to, to motivate you to get excited. I, said, huh. well, I don't get excited because when I get excited, I get erratic and I can't think. Mercy. He said, well, I want to look at these numbers. And he sat down with me and he said, I want to look at the numbers for the sales team. I said, okay. He said, I looked at the sheet. I said, is there a problem with the numbers? He said, there's only one problem on this, this page. I said, what's that? He said, well, I see all the salespeople's names, but I don't see your name. Where's your number? Where's your goal? Now getting in that number. <laughs> God does have a sense of humor. <laughs> oh, God he does. Said in my head, he said, I said to him, I said, see that number at the bottom? He said, yeah. I said, that's my number.
0: Exactly.
1: He said, you didn't hire, you don't pay anybody on this staff what you pay me for their individual productivity. Mm. You pay me to make sure that that bottom number is met or exceeded
2: absolutely. allow
1: me to do that do not put me in direct competition with my staff
0: exactly let
1: me teach train and mentor them to overachieve their numbers and that will ensure the success of that bottom number absolutely but what did that say to me what that said to me what i had been trained on for 20 years and what i've been paid to do for 20 years had nothing to do with my individual productivity mm. It had everything to do with me creating an environment of success that other people felt celebrated, not tolerated.
0: Come on now.
1: And when you create an environment where people feel celebrated and not tolerated, there is no box for them to think out of. There are no fences for them to jump over. They are shooting for the moon. And as Les Brown says, if they miss, they fall somewhere among the stars. That's right. So what my strength and my gift was teaching people how to lead, teaching corporate executives how to lead. And here's what I discovered. You any of the people that are tuning into your show that have worked in corporations or worked in uh, or big, large organizations, people get promoted primarily for three reasons their technical knowledge because they can work with technology especially now especially today in the day of covid-19 their technological skills their fiduciary understanding they can create they can bring things to the bottom line they can squeeze and squeeze whatever they need to do to make that bottom line what it's supposed to be
2: exactly
1: and third is their their ability to think strategically Mm. They've got a strategic mind. They can look at, they can look down the road and they can anticipate what needs to be done. They can, they can, they've got vision. Exactly. And they go to that corner office with all the floor to ceiling windows. And what I found is they failed miserable. Why? Mm. They, they have no people, know people skills. Mm. They don't no know too. how to, to create that environment. They don't know how to communicate. They don't know the value of diversity, which is a big issue right now. They don't know the little things, how important two small words are, or three small words are. The first two are thank you. Mm. The second is please.
2: Mm. That's they easy. don't
1: understand how far those things can take you.
2: Exactly.
1: So what I did is I wrote another book, which is my latest book. It's called Leadership Dynamics. The yes. book of Leadership. This is all about the soft skills of leadership, mm-hmm. the people skills of leadership, turning an environment from average to outstanding. Yeah. Because people will do more for you if they understand that you are doing more for them one of my favorite sayings says people lose interest in what you have to share to share until they understand how much you care Mm. say that one more time people lose interest in what you have to share until they understand how much you care absolutely that's one of my favorites I have another favorite by a poet who God rest her soul who was a visionary Maya Angelou She said, Mm -hmm. people may forget what you say. People Mm -hmm. may forget what you do, but they will never forget how you make them feel. Amen. And nobody comes to work in the morning wanting to have a bad day. People come to work in the morning wanting to have a great day.
0: Absolutely.
1: They encounter people that don't have their best interest in mind. Mm -hmm. They encounter situations that... Send them over the edge. So, how do you, as the leader, create an environment that is conducive to everybody putting away their focus on me and start to focus on we? I love that. That's what this book is all about. That's it. And that's where it started. We have just launched a new movement, which I want your your audience to get get excited about. It's called Culture of Champions. Love it. We're creating a culture of champions. But we're not just creating a culture of champions in corporate America. We're going to create a culture of champions in our neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. Because our young men and young ladies need to feel like champions. Amen. They need to see life in its greatest capacity to be outstanding. Absolutely. To change their mindset from struggle to celebration. Yeah. To understand how to get from here to there, not as an individual standing on the shoulders of somebody else but uniformly and unilaterally pulling each other up because they create their own environment.
0: Absolutely, and that's so key because in in the traditional uh, corporate America structure and people are so used to stepping on people to get Mm -hmm. to go to the top,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: opposed to uh, standing on the shoulders Of giants and reaching back and helping the other ones who, uh, so that they can, you know, blaze the path.
1: Sure. Well, we're all standing on the shoulders of giants. The giants whose shoulders are we standing on, most of them came before us. What we have to come to grips with now is the person standing next to you is not the giant Mm -hmm. whose shoulders you should be standing on. The person standing next to you. Is the other person pulling on the rope of where the pulley is to pull pull both of you up? Mm-hmm. So you're going to be pulling each other up together. So it's yeah. like like rowing a boat back in the the, uh, the early days when you saw those old uh, ships where yeah. everybody had an oar and everybody's rowing. And yeah. if if somebody's not rowing to their level, the ship's not going to go straight. It's going Absolutely. to be your left. It's going to be your right. Mm. So everybody's got to be pulling together for us to get there. That's our communities God. have to figure out how to pull together. Nobody's going to save us but us.
2: That's good. That's and good. we
1: have to figure out how to save each other.
2: That's good. That's
1: and good. walk in faith together.
0: So how are we going to... Be able to do that. Have you all already? Have you already started the Circle of Champions or? Well, culture the, of champions?
1: the culture of champions is 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 really formative. I'm actually writing another book, okay. but one of the things that I, I spend a lot of time with with youth groups and speaking mm-hmm. to young people, and yeah. you know, one of the biggest issues in our community mm-hmm. with our youth. There's a couple. There's a lot of issues other than money. The one issue is communication. Absolutely. We don't communicate well, and I don't mean, um, I, and I mean in a couple of couple of uh, areas. Number one, this generation, this next generation, they don't talk to each other. Absolutely. Everything is a text message. Absolutely. Emails are almost non-existent now. It's a text message. Mm-hmm. So there's no emotion in a text message.
0: Absolutely.
1: So they don't know how to express themselves emotionally to each other, whether they're happy or hurting. Absolutely. You can't find out somebody's why in a text message. Absolutely. And when you don't understand why somebody's why, there's no way you can help them Figure out how. Got to know why before you go to how. So, what is why? Why is an acronym. Did you know that? Why is not a word.
0: What is the acronym?
1: Why stands for two things what hurts you or what heals you.
2: Hmm. That's good.
1: Because people are either in a hurt,
2: Mm -hmm. just
1: came out of a hurt. Mm -hmm. Or there's a hurt around the corner just waiting for
0: it. Come on now. (laughs) That's right.
1: And if they're in a hurt, they're looking for the healing. Absolutely. If they just came out of the hurt, they're on the road to being healed. Absolutely. And if there's a hurt around the corner, Lord, they're praying for that healing before they even get to that hurt.
0: Absolutely.
1: Make it go away. But that's life. So we have to understand how to help people deal with that. And if we understand why they're hurting or why they're healing and what they're hurting healing from, or what they're looking for to heal, then Mm -hmm. we can help ease the pain.
0: Absolutely.
1: Set the direction and work with them. And when we endear ourselves to them, they're more willing to endear themselves to us.
0: Absolutely.
1: And together we can achieve more.
0: Absolutely. And you're talking about this, young 19 year old boy who got grazed by a bullet and now to a top corporate executive and now to a world-renowned speaker author and all got doing these amazing things but it wasn't an easy transition
1: no not at all not at all you know it's it's interesting and i challenge i'm going to challenge your audience i challenge everybody i wrote this book but i also have a 90-day companion journal that goes with the book mm. and the 90-day there's four 90-day companion journals each week you get a different quote because it takes at least seven times to do something before you really start to remember it right so i give you a different quote each day for seven straight days But you only get three questions to answer every day. And these are three questions that will change your life. Okay. And the three questions, the first question is this. What are three things that I'm going to do differently today? Because growth means you got to stretch yourself. You got to push yourself to do different, try different things, do different things, talk a different talk, walk a different walk. So what are three things that I'm going to do differently today? Mm. You got to answer that question every day. So it pushes you to evolve. Wow. Second question. What are three things that I learned today? Because learning is growing. My dad said to me, the day you stop learning, young man, is the day that God should call you home. Absolutely. You have no more use of this earth, and the earth has no more use for you. Absolutely. So what are three things that I learned today? Because learning is is sharing and learning is caring but learning is growing most of most of all.
0: Absolutely.
1: The last question because I work with leaders. Mm-hmm. And leaders create what? Leaders. Other leaders. So what are three things that I shared with someone else today? Now for all us people who believe in God, we share the gospel. What more than the gospel, what did I share with someone else today that made their day go smoother and brighter, as God desired? So what are three things that I shared with someone else today?
2: Mm. Now, it's if you, intentional.
1: It, oh, it's very intentional. Mm-hmm. And here's the, here's the magic. Okay, Because everybody says, well, I don't know. I'd love to tell my story. I'd love to write my book you got 90 days worth of three things that you did differently every day, three things that you learned every day, and three things that you shared with somebody else today. Guess what you got? You got the essence of telling your story. You got the essence of changing the world you, for you and for other people. Wow. That's
2: good. So
1: in 90 days, you can begin to make a difference in your life and in the lives of other people. But there's four 90 day journals. And at the end of the year, because you don't change a person in a short period. It's like an Absolutely. ocean liner in, in the ocean. You can't flip it or everybody's going to drown. Absolutely. You got to ch- turn it a little bit at a time. A little Absolutely. Bit at a time.
0: Absolutely. This is so good. This is, has been very rich.
2: Well, thank
0: you. And I just wanna thank you so much as we get ready to transition uh and into the three questions that I ask each and every one of my guests. Okay. Okay, are you ready? Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. So the first question: What are you most grateful for?
2: Oh wow. <laughs> how much how much time
1: you got? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I've got some news for you. <laughs> you. Just man, man.
1: That, that is, that, you should have started with that question, man. You know, yeah. <laughs> I, I am I am I'm so blessed. There's I can there, I'll tell you that there's two things that I am extremely grateful for. And they're both my children. Love it. I have been truly blessed with wonderful kids. Uh my son mm-hmm. just is 34 years old and he just built a house in atlanta okay he has his own professional career he's an epidemiologist Mm. and um he's a single young man on on the fast track to do some incredible things with his life
0: okay
1: and i have a daughter she's 30 years old
0: okay and
1: she's an attorney okay that is huge so you know, one of the things you do, you want to make sure as a parent is, is that you leave a legacy that, so that your children have have role models Absolutely. and they have an opportunity to do better than you. Absolutely. So one of the things I'm most grateful for is that I've been in their lives. Uh, their mother and I have taken our our lives to take care of them. And they have made us very proud.
0: Amen. Amen. That's good. Great answer. Because that, to look back, that's a great accomplishment.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. To have both of your children that are well accomplished. Mm -hmm. So that is definitely. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So second question is,
1: what is your definition of peace? Peace. Yes, P-E-A-C-E. P-E-A-C-E, my definition of peace is a place where love trumps need more than anything. Love trumps desire, I should put it that way because when you love someone your desires are secondary because when you love someone you'll you'll put your desires aside to make sure that you take care of them first and in this world where there's so many people who have so much and desire to have more if they show more love and caring for the Mm -hmm. people who don't have Then this world would be a better place, absolutely. Absolutely, that's my my that, and there would be no reason for war, consternation, or disagreement because when you show that you care, people can't get upset with you,
0: absolutely. Absolutely, that's good. Great, great answer. And the third question is what are some of the things that you do to maintain your sense of peace all right so you know that my private Facebook group is broken pieces to peace so we take people from their broken pieces of their past into a a life of peace so share with our audience today uh some of the things that you recommend that will help them get on the path to letting go of the broken pieces of their past and help move them forward in their life of peace.
1: Well, everybody's different. Uh, for me, I'm, you know, I'm in the limelight so much, but I'm really an introvert. Mm. And so, when I have my private time, mm-hmm. I really enjoy being um, in my private space. I'm an avid reader. One of the things that I encourage everyone to do is to turn off the TV, turn off the radio, and read. Amen. Leaders are readers.
0: Amen. Say that again.
1: Leaders are readers. The people talk about wanting to aspire to be the CEO. The average CEO reads between 50 and 60 books a year. Hmm. OK, wow. the average young person reads one or two. If that, if you want to be an expert, you got to do what the experts do. If you want to be a CEO, you got to do what CEOs do. So okay. that's number one. So I'm an average reader. I'm also a jazz aficionado. I love jazz. So okay. as I'm reading a lot of time, I'll have jazz sitting playing in the background. Mm-hmm. I live in Florida, so I'm fortunate where some people don't. I sit on my pool deck, it's screened in, and I live on a lake,
2: mm.
1: so there's no you know there's water behind me and it's peaceful. And I sit out there and I read and I think, and I just enjoy you know enjoy enjoy that. I love to play golf and I love to, I play golf on uh, the weekends when I can,
2: mm-hmm. and because I'm out
1: in nature and it relaxes me so. Those are the things I've done. All the other stuff I've gone to the parties, I've gone to the clubs, I've gone to the bars, I've done all that stuff. I don't need not that, huh? Not you. No. That's why I can talk about all this. Call, like that. I told you I I am a I'm a different guy. <laughs> you know I'm not as as Steve Harvey said. I'm I'm one of them Christians guys still working. I'm not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? I've been a project (laughs) since day one. Oh, my
2: goodness.
1: (laughs) Work in progress. Yes. Oh, yeah. I got a big sign that says on my back, work in progress. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But, you know, it's one of those things where you have to find what fulfills you, what makes you um, whole. And everybody can't, you know, one of the biggest challenges a lot of people have in life is they haven't found it yet. They can't Mm -hmm. find it. And so they struggle with it or they try to put on somebody else's garment, Mm -hmm. thinking that that's going to do it for them. And it doesn't doesn't do it for them. So they're, they're constantly in a state of frustration and turmoil because they can't find peace. Somebody just put in it. They can't find their serenity.
2: Mm-mm. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Well, i tell them one thing. Whatever they're going through, you have to turn it over to God. You have to turn it over to God and let go and let him have his way. Because just like you uh, share your story of uh, the test and the trials along the way. He's always preparing us for the greater and preparing us for the
1: greater blessings ahead. Always. Absolutely. I will say this, Pam, and I'm a firm believer in this, and I don't know if uh, everybody will agree with me here, but I've read it is biblical. Faith without works is dead.
0: Absolutely.
1: I know a lot of people So I'm going to leave it to God. I'm going to leave it to God. I'm going to leave it to God. Well, God gives you specific instructions are you listening
2: absolutely
1: are you tuned in you know there's um there's an old parable about a man in a boat mm-hmm. you probably heard it where the man's basically the boat capsizes and he's drowning he's floating in the ocean and all of a sudden he he's a christian so he's praying to god and god's right god you know to to keep him from drowning helicopter comes by and drops down a rope. He says, grab the rope. Grab the rope. We'll pull you up. He says, no, 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 I'm fine. God will save me. Uh Helicopter leaves. He's still treading water. The Coast Guard comes by. Hey, hey, throws him a life preserver. Grab the life preserver. We'll we'll pull you up. He says, no, 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 I'm fine. God will save me. A small aircraft comes by. Puts down the ladder, says, grab the ladder. We'll we'll pull you up. You can climb up with us. He says, no, 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 I'm fine. God will save you. Hmm. Well, the man drowned, And because he was a Christian, he went to heaven. And when he got to heaven, St. Peter led him in. And he got to the throne of God. And he said, God, I don't understand. I've been a devout Christian all my life. I've prayed every day. I've done good things. I paid, I I took care of the homeless. I paid, I gave money to the poor. And you let me drown. God Hmm. tells him, I didn't let you drown. I sent you a helicopter. I sent you an airplane. I sent you a boat. And you turned them all away and didn't do anything. Absolutely. You allowed yourself to drown. Exactly. By my grace, you're still here. So what we have to understand is prayer is good, but you've got to do more than just pray. Absolutely. You've got to take action. You've got to take action. And make things happen in the best possible way.
0: Absolutely. Blind faith and all, you, mm-hmm. you have to move. You have to move. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, but the evidence of things not seen.
1: And so fear, is, fear is what keeps us from moving. Absolutely. But if you really have faith, you can't have fear.
0: They can't coincide in the same space.
1: And the last thing I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to say is one. You know, I love things when I that I read. Mm-hmm. But the one one of the things that changed the way my outlook is: you can never <laughs> discover new oceans unless you're willing to sail away from comfortable shores.
0: Ooh. Oh, that's good.
1: Say that one again. You will never discover new oceans, the new oceans of life, unless you are willing to sail away from comfortable shores.
0: Amen. Amen. That was a good one to end on. That is huge because we are very easily, um, It's very easy to stay in your comfort zone. So whoever that's for tonight, you know, it's very easy to stay in your comfort zone. But I beg, I, I, you've done all that you can do in your comfort zone. You've Mm -hmm. had all the success that you have had in your comfort zone. And you have made all the money that you're going to make in your comfort Mm -hmm. zone so you've got to take action
1: absolutely, yeah, absolutely.
0: you've got to take action got to so with that being said i just want to thank you thank you thank you thank you i'm so honored and grateful that you have come and taken out time out of your busy schedule to come and share with us and be vulnerable and share your story uh and if let's see how can we get in touch
2: with you
1: i'm easy to find I, i'm right around right around the corner piece but no the best way <laughs> to get in touch with me find them is, on the beach
0: somewhere <laughs> on the <a> golf course <laughs> yeah
1: on, on the golf course is a beautiful thing i'm going to do a couple of things i'm going to actually give your guests a gift okay if they will if they will take now what we didn't talk about is uh, two things. Number one, when, it, when you ask me what I do, I'm a leadershipologist mm-hmm. and I my specialty is leadershipology.
2: Love Biology
1: it. is the study of the body. Psychology is the study of the mind. Physi- physic, physiology is the study, study of physics and how, chemist, how chemicals fit together. Well, I'm a leadershipologist, which is the study of crazy people like me leaders. If they text the word leadershipology, leadershipology to 954-329-0281 uh, and give me their first name, last name, and their email address, I'll send them a free gift. Uh-oh. Okay? Hold on. Let's get that. Um, leadershipology to 954 329 954 their full name, first name, last name, and email address. I will send them a free gift. Now, I'm going to take it a step further. If they'd like a copy of Leadership Dynamics, the Principles of Leadership, if they will say, send me a copy, I will contact, I will get in touch with them so that they can uh, pay for it. The book costs $24.99. I'm gonna tell you mm-hmm. what it costs up front. $24.99. It's 360-some pages worth of study that will change mm-hmm. your life. And mm-hmm. if they do that, I will sign it to them and I'll ship it to them. Okay. All right. They've got to tell me that they want they're interested in a copy of the book in that text message.
2: Okay.
1: If they they can also go to Amazon, the book is available on Amazon. If you go to bit.ly slash Leadership Dynamics, you can go straight to the Amazon page. It's available in Kindle, and it's available in paperback. And there's more. If you are like me, you turn your car into a library, it's available on Audible and on iTunes. Mm -hmm. So all of those opportunities are there to get a copy of Leadership Dynamics, the Principles of Leadership.
0: I love it. You can turn your car into a drive time university. Absolutely. With Absolutely. leadership uh, dynamics straight from Velton Shawl And add that to your collection. You will definitely be blessed. So let me make sure that we have this number correct.
1: 954-329-0281. That is correct. Just t- text right. the word Leadershipology, your full name, and your email address.
0: Fantastic. And you can also go to his website at www.leadershipdynamicsinternational.com. You can reach him through email at info at international.com. You got, all the good stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. You got my, my office number down there, 954-361-5203. That's, yes. That's my office. So make sure,
0: make sure you connect with him. Okay. Make sure you ne- connect with him. Get his latest latest book, Leadership Dynamics, The Principles of Leadership. The principles. The principles of leadership. Absolutely. Absolutely. You got it. Absolutely. I love it. Well, Delton, this has been so good. It has been so rich. And we are so grateful that you have come and shared this time with us wish it it could be longer but we do have all good things must come to an end absolutely and so yes let's see here thank you so much Mary J yes thank you so much for that and ology that's right it's the study of leadership he's a
1: Leadership. I am a leadershipologist. My my curriculum is leadershipology, the study Mm -hmm. of leadership. Yes.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And so with that being said, I pray that each and every one of you join us back here in the morning, 6 a.m. Central Standard Time, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time and 4 a.m. Pacific Standard Time as we read the entire bible in 365 days 365 days so if you ever aspire to read the entire bible in 365 days join us in the morning uh or or morning afternoon or evening wherever you may be joining us or you can also join us on replay and then meet us back here on next wednesday where i will have another phenomenal guest with another incredible uh testimony you definitely don't want to miss it and i just want to say again i can't thank you enough delta for coming and sharing this time with us is there anything else that you want to share with our guests before we wrap it up
1: i think the last thing i'll say is this um and this is because the world is a team and we're all on the same team mm mm-hmm. And for us to be the best that we can be, we have to understand this. Good teams become great when the players learn to trust each other enough to replace me with we. Come on now.
0: Come on now. I love that. And that's a great quote to end on. Let's go go from me to we. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. All righty. So I look forward to seeing you all back here. We thank you so much for tuning in. Bye for now.